Percocets. Yeah, Molly Percocet. Percocets. Percocets. Yeah, Molly Percocet. Percocet. Rep the set. Yeah, gotta rep the set. Gang, gang. Chase a check. Chase it. Never chase a bitch. Don't chase no bitches. Mask on. Off. Oh, fuck it. Mask off. Mask. Mask on. Off. Oh, fuck it. Mask off. Man. Percocet. Sets. Molly Percocets. Percocet. Cash a check. Chase it. Never chase a bitch. Don't chase no bitches. What song is that, girl? Okay. <laughs> that wasn't yeah. bad. You know, know, I'm not mad at I, it. You know, I'm not mad at it. Yeah, girl. That's that That's that future girl, that fake dope man girl. Because I don't think future was ever no dope man in real life. That. I don't. I, I don't think he was. I don't. Girl, that's I could the be wrong, tea. But. That's the tea I wanted to give you, which I would never think. Because he has so many songs about like um Percocets and Molly and Lean. You know what yes. Lean is, girl. That's a cough syrup tea, right? Oh, yeah. The cough syrup tea. And here's a song. My favorite future song is Y'all Niggas Move That Dope. Y'all niggas move that dope. Y'all move that dope. Y'all move that dope. That's my favorite future song. Mm-hmm. But all of this shit is about drugs. All of it. And it that nigga tur- was never no dope, man. That nigga was never no. Not dope, man, even just girl. that. But it turns out, you know, that girl, like, especially this song, "Mass Off," is about like drug addiction and stuff. Turns out that girl's never, well, in her own words at least, she's never been an addict. And that girl actually is pretty much sober. And there's even interviews where she talks about how she was afraid to let it get out that she was more sober because she sings so much about drugs, and she was like. She was afraid it would hurt her sales. And part of the reason she sings so much about drugs and stuff is she's like, that's what sells. That's what the girls want to hear about. Isn't that some oh tea? My gosh. Well, that nigga has eight baby moms plus. So he True. ain't, he ain't, he has True. no values. Like he'll rap about some shit. But At least I'm also Jay-Z like, the, the girls dope. do love Jay-Z some drug was a songs. dope man, right? Biggie was a dope man. Jay-Z mm-hmm. was a dope man. At least these mm-hmm. niggas were dope men who are rapping about this shit otherwise. But I knew, I always knew future was never no real mm-hmm. dope man. What even either the seller or the user i always knew that mm. like even without you saying that oh I see i didn't know that. that that was tea for me um he doesn't have dope man energy i've i've been around <laughs> enough <laughs> she said i i know i knew enough dope man to oh know yeah a real dope man yeah well, welcome but dope man don't dope man do have a lot of baby moms so that's the one thing he has to come in common with the dope man for real. Well, welcome back to Two Save Queens, one of the few places in the Pospera where you can hear a conversation about politics, dick, and what dope men are really like. Uh, I'm your hostess, Malachi, <laughs> and I'm um, joined by um, a girl who I guess knows some real dope men, Miss uh, Devereaux. Yeah, girl, you up yes, in the drug girl. scene, bitch. How you know so many dope? Is it just Detroit? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I probably Detroit know some tea. Philly dope men. It's too. just Detroit. Mm. It's just Detroit tea. It's like. Mm. It's just like actually, I was just I was visiting home, and already that that been the gossip is that one of my cousins apparently be selling drugs and stuff with like because he's across um he's like a cross country trucker, and the rumor is uh, that he be selling drugs on his roots. Oh, and stuff. he be pushing weight for real. If he's, <laughs> if he's across. <laughs> If he's like, if he's like allegedly, the, truck, the trucker, allegedly. he's pushing weight for real. Oh yeah, allegedly, allegedly. allegedly. Yeah, not get my cousin. I in yeah, girl. I just it's what it is. Is like not only see my you know Nene who I've talked about before, my auntie Nene. <laughs> she used to she used to be she used to be the dope man's girlfriend. She was the the girlfriend for at least two big dope men way okay. way back in the day. One like before, like a couple before I was born, but like one like while I was like when I was really young. And mm-hmm. so, you know, and then when he got out of prison, 
he was released to her house. Like he was like over. So when I would go over there, mm. me and him would have conversations for hours. Like mm. I would sit at the table with him for hours. He would talk to me all about his dope days and low key. Okay. Low key. This is, uh-huh. I'm going to just go ahead. My stepdad, uh-huh. who is, is a lawyer now. This now, mm-hmm. this is my aunt, but this is really my stepdad sister. So it's like a step aunt really, mm-hmm. but I'm really closer to that family than any other family, my step family. Okay. So like, my stepdad, who's a lawyer now, he used to drive, he used to, the dope man didn't drive. He used to drive the dope man's Lincoln and drive the dope man around when he was like, when he was like a teenager and like, and shit. He used to a drive job the dope man. A job is a job is a job, honey. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He used to drive him from house to house and shit when he was young, but he said he, he wished he hadn't done that when, by the time he was in law school, he really thought about that and regretted that. But mm-hmm. yeah. I bet so, he didn't regret that money though. Mm. Yeah, yeah, because he said he could have never made that money anywhere else. That really got him through, like, got him through and everything, okay. you know, like, yeah. I never knock the girls who sell drugs. I mean, it's, I'm, it's, I'm always still mad that, like, girls are still in jail for, like, those petty weed or weed charges at all when the girls out here also starting, like, you know, the white girls out here starting full oh, weed yeah, companies yeah. and we still got, yeah. but that's not, unfortunately, what this show is about, but it is about, some um drugs girl specific type of drugs right sis yeah so we're talking about really more so hard drugs today but we'll i think we're gonna have a marijuana episode even though you and me we're not marijuana girls but we're gonna absolutely not i have tried that girl (laughs) so many times and really you know the thing that really turned me off is like i actually don't think i would mind smoking but the edible tea which i have quite a few friends who are all about that yeah girl i hate it edibles have you fucked up because you can't get off it and i'm already nervous because i'm supposed to be going to coachella the big music festival that i think we talked about last episode and the girls are ready to be having me take some drugs and oh i'm already nervous but even i would probably take every other drug but an edible because i just hate it i hate it i don't like it i hate it girl i bet i remember i begged you not to become a junkie girl please don't be that girl for me girl i don't make enough money i don't make enough money yet to be a junkie you know this i need one drug-free girl in my life oh yeah I you, gotta keep one drug. Oh, you got girl some drug life. girls in your life. You just realized yes, this, girl. sis. You just realized it. <laughs> I think more. I realized it more acutely recently. Uh-huh. I feel like okay. So like, what had happened? Is, oh, do go on. Oh, do go on. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm actually recording the show from Chicago right now. Ooh, I'm in Chicago. What's Chicago? But I actually go. What's the nickname for Chicago? The Windy City. The Windy City. The Windy City. Yeah, girl. But she's got a lot going on. She's got a lot more going on than the wind. (laughs) The cop city, the gang city, murder capital. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She's cute though. I love her. But um I'm in Chicago right now, but I was in New York last week. Mm -hmm. And um the gag was so I was there. You know, why, why was I in New York? Okay. Cause I went from Chicago or New <laughs> York, New York to Chicago. I'm kind of bouncing around, yeah. but really the tea was, is I was there for one of my close fish friends. It was like a, her birthday weekend. So that was like the main reason I was there. Mm-hmm. And then I also had to do some work when I was there. Cause you mm-hmm. know, I'm a, I'm like technically a New York based girl for work and stuff. <laughs> and then, um, and so, so we went, but fish from Atlanta. Or she lives in Atlanta now. We met up in New York for her birthday weekend, which was really cute. We went to the Budokan. 
We did a lot. You know, mm. I'm one of my favorite little restaurants and shit. Is that and her big birthday we night to- place? Is that where she went? Yes, that's where we went. Oh, okay. we went and saw this really cute play. All the girls, y'all all got to go see this. The Thoughts of a Colored Man with Luke James, with bisexual Luke James. He's in that, or allegedly bisexual. <laughs> I don't. Is that girl out? I, I know she's bisexual. But... I think he mentioned it before. Okay. I, think I, I think he is out. Got it. I think it okay, is. Okay, good, good, good. Yes. Okay, I just knew that prior to. I think I knew it. But, I, but yeah, that girl. Go see. That, that girl slayed the whole play slays on broadway mm-hmm. broadway's back girls is open and that well, was one of the best plays i've ever seen in my life and i heard slave play is coming back even though she didn't win any tonys which is some real tea that girl was nominated for 12 tonys and they didn't let that nigga get one it was a gag but i still want to see slave play and i've heard different things about it so i feel like i want to see it for myself so there's now you got two plays to see so but but thoughts of a colored man is i think i like it because it's contemporary it's not mm. going back to no slavery type t i need a break from slavery i need a break from that shit. yeah slave place whole thing yeah. is like kind of reimagining interracial relationships in slave times i think i don't know it's a yeah we need a we just read a book on that shit like i we need a i need a break from slave shit okay sorry i got it but anyway so okay so i was in new york last week i was there for like maybe four days or so four or five days and um I was standing on the corner of 52nd and 9th. Uh huh. Making some money. In I Hell's see you, Kitchen. sis. In Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it was like I was just doing a walk on my life. I'm not mad it at was you, literally, sis. I'm not mad. Uh, no, no, I was, yeah, I was taking a walk and I was on, I was literally at this intersection at 59th Street and 2nd and 9th, I mean, 52nd Street and 9th Avenue, right? Mm-hmm. In Hell's Kitchen on the west side of Manhattan. And I was thinking, I was like, I remember, like, I was like on this corner, I was like, oh, I've been dicked down on this block before. <laughs> like, I remember, like, in 2015, going up to some walk up on that block and getting dicked down but, uh, by this white guy. I think his name was George or something like that. But, um, mm. but no, but that's not what I, but what I was really, I was thinking about that, number one. And then the second thing I was thinking about, <laughs> Two uh-huh. was, you know, damn, on this trip, I just learned that a lot of these black queens that I know, professional black girls, that they are drug girls. I was a gag, honey. Like hard drug girls, not just marijuana girls. Cause I know all the girls do the Spell weed, it out, girl. What do we mean by hard it, drugs? They, were, they, these girls were talking about special K, i.e. ketamine, i.e. the horse drug, the tranquilizer <laughs> girl. Um, these girls were talking about GHB, G. Mm-hmm. These girls, um, less so cocaine, although I know, you know, one of these girls was historically a cocaine girl. And I think one or two of them also might, you know, be like a sniff, sniff cocaine girl. Mm-hmm. And um, what gagged me is like fish. So like what happened was, is I was there with fish and her other close gay friend who lives in New York. We were all out, out to eat and him and his boyfriend were there. And we were talking about like a mutual friend who's really closer to me than anybody than any of them. But mm-hmm. the one one of the queens has history with him. Mm. And um like and so it was crazy because we were talking about I was like, Oh, you know, that queen like you know, my friend, she's that's my girl, that's like my real close girl, but you know, she gets into a couple hard drugs and it's like you know, I gotta. I'm, I get. She's telling her business out in the street like that. Well, she are the girls already know how she. Oh, okay, because she because she, cause she be girl, out. She be out there. She be out. The girls know how that girl is. They the girls know. know how she likes to party. And, and those and those queens were like one of the queen who knew her was telling his man like, oh yeah, that girl is a she's a party girl. She's out there. She's out there. But then and then the boyfriend was like, oh well, how's she out there? And I was like, oh well, I think she might be a special K girl. She might even be a G girl. <laughs> And mm-hmm. he was like, "Oh, I do, I do that on the weekends too." The boyfriend mm-hmm. said, "Yeah, it's just a fun and Saturday." Then, 
And then the, the, it was a Friday night actually. And then the, and then, and then he implicated his boyfriend who, you know, I went to college with. And he was like, we, he said, we do that shit on the week. And we do it on the week. (laughs) And so, so that, so then that queen had to come clean and be like, oh yeah, we do, you know, some of that tea too. And then, um, so that had me gag first because I was like, okay, these are all like, these are like hot, like professional, professional queens. And then, and then like, you know, I, you know, like Ivy League queens, like lawyer queens. Go ahead, girl. Get into the class, honey. Get into the class. Yeah, girl. And so then like, okay, so then like fast forward to Saturday night, I went to this cute place in Harlem. What fish, my fish friend again. And we, it was really cute. I'm mean, to make sure she doesn't listen to this up. Sometimes I'll, she doesn't listen weekly, but sometimes I'll alert her attention, like, oh, listen to this episode and she'll listen to it. I'm, I'm going to make sure not to alert her for this one. Okay. But <laughs> yeah, but so anyway, um, so we went out on Saturday night and we met up with two of her or evening rather, cause it was still light out and it was like, we met up with two of her coworkers, right? Who are New York based. And they were like really beat girls, like really like higher up senior type of girls in this field, like really beat girls. In fact, one of the girls wants to come on our show once she mm. makes a certain threshold in her professional life, which mm. should happen anytime this month, I believe. Has she listened she's to our beat. show? <laughs> she's beat. She, well, I told her about it. I showed her the Instagram. Okay. I told her about told it. it was gutter. Okay, she, cool. She, she agreed to come on. She just needs to make this one professional milestone, which when she makes that shit, that's gonna be so beat, girl. I'm telling you, she's a beat girl. What is the background anyway, of these girls? These girls are also like, I I don't want to say what industry they're in per se. No, that's I was more a, thinking about racial background. They're in a professional service. Oh, these are black queens, of course. Okay, these are black yeah, I don't think because the whole theme of the so. show, the whole theme of the show is right, black queens and hard drugs. Say it. And so these girls, <laughs> one of the girl, one of these black queens, she's friends. I will let her tell her story more when she comes on the show. But she's <laughs> close. She's close friends with the singer Sam Smith. She is like, uh, like she like is close to like Karamo from Queer Eye slash Real World. She's like, mm. she's in different scenes. She's like a younger version of that one older rich queen that we know. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that older rich queen mm-hmm. we both know. Mm-hmm. She's a young, she's a girl. She's like an early forties version. Oh, that's a that. beat girl. Like, Sounds like a girl you need to stay close so to. So beat. She's so beat. She follows us on Instagram and stuff now too. Oh, nice. Okay. I love her. She's going to come on our show. She's going to come on. <laughs> okay, and so I'll let her tell more of her story, but she, um, anyway, she was talking about a little bit of dabbling she might do, and then the other queen, who's also really beat, who's probably, like, just under her, the, that queen is more like, like, this queen is early 40s, that queen is more like 37, 38, maybe. Okay. So she's, like, just a little bit older than you and me. Okay. She, um... She's like just under that girl in where that girl is, like professionally. So she's a B girl too. She, both of them talked about a little bit of dabbling mm-hmm. with like, you know, like, you know, different t- type of hard drugs, mm-hmm. the G, the special K, maybe even a little cocaine. Maybe or that's whatever. what makes them so beat. <laughs> you know, so me, I, so I was like, okay, I don't remember cocaine coming into the conversation, but the G and the special K, I think came up. Mm-hmm. And then, so it was really crazy because, um, like the original black drug queen friend of mine who was the one I was talking about on the first night. Then, then I met up with her first with fish and that other queen who we all went to school with. And then separately, I met up with my friend, the black queen who I told you was like the original drug girl. I knew who I was talking about on the first night on that Friday night. 
Anyway, uh-huh. uh, so we all meet up for drinks, and that girl's actually cutting back on her drugs. That girl's actually cut back, so she's not a cocaine girl anymore. She's not. She's a beat girl too, super beat professionally, super beat. Mm-hmm. She's for, she's a young because she's younger than me, and she's like really accomplished a lot in her professional career. She too. She's has, so beat. She has. It's so she funny. Has, I and, I know that girl from when she was just still a closeted little queen, and yes, I I was yes. kind of her mentor. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know you and her were. Cl- I always knew, like, she, because I remember she, you were there. Yeah, but we. I don't remember, know. How she me looks and her upon were very me now close. today. I think she doesn't mind me. I think we're me cool. and her. Me and her were very close back then. Like, yeah. During was our, she... we only overlap one year because she's three years younger than me. So we only overlap one one year, but we were very close. Like, I got her involved in certain things on campus. We yeah. were very close. Yeah. Once she came and out, so, I think we weren't as close, but I think we still we still talk every once in a while. But she's like, she definitely was like a little, somewhat of like my mentee. And even like in more recent years, like I helped her get into her MBA program. I like helped her edit her essays at the last minute for her MBA program. She ended up getting a 50% scholarship to her prestige MBA program. Like Mm -hmm. when I rewrote it at 10 PM when the deadline was at midnight. But you know, I love the girl. I sent her some, some Tylenol when she had COVID in New York City at the beginning (laughs) because it was out. I sent her. So that's that girl. Okay. I overnighted her. Yeah. That's my girl. Right. But she's actually cutting back on her drugs. She was the original girl who's talking about drugs, but why do you think that is? Because, because like after she had COVID at the beginning, she had COVID at the very beginning of the crisis, right in mm-hmm. March 2020, and that I think that made a shift in her because that scared her because I think she had she had COVID pneumonia. She kind of kind of had a bad case of it, like she had mm. to go to the hospital mm. and stuff. She didn't. Have, I don't think they kept her, but she had to go, mm-hmm. and so I think that changed her whole perspective on health and everything. So she like cut out a lot of hard drugs. So like, she's not even the party girl that I was really talking about anymore. Like mm-hmm. the other girls are more party girls than her. She's like a more conservative girl now. I think she's just maybe a special K girl now. <laughs> she has her reach. So just a little horse tranquilizer every now and then. Yeah. And I think, yeah, but she, but I know they're now using special K though in, in, in psychological uh-huh. studies for de- depression girls. Oh, like they're actually, that, maybe I should get Maybe the some. special K. Hmm. And there's actually a ketamine. It's legal in California. There's only two states. It's oh. like California and Florida. That ketamine is legal for special kinds of therapy. Let me make a note right now to talk to my therapist well, about that. Well, mm-hmm. let, let me, well, girl, huh? I, I want, I need a clean girl in my life. Oh, I need a girl no. who's not a oh. drug girl. I need, I, I need mean, but you don't have any girl meth girls. So that already feels like, right? We don't have any well, meth so, girls. But so uh, that's what I wanted to get to. Like okay. there were two commonalities. There were two commonalities among all these black profi- professional gay girls. There's uh-huh. two commonalities. And the two drugs that those girls said they would never touch are heroin. Okay and meth mm-hmm. anything but heroin or meth is fair game so like molly like cocaine at one time for at least like most of those girls i think mm-hmm. uh special k ghb like everything but heroin and meth those were the two mm-hmm. no-nos and they i must have not that, read that i uh, listened to that professor's speech about how he does heroin every day and it's totally fine but uh, yeah but it almost took that almost took that it was a columbia professor who wrote that right a black yes, yes. Uh, supposedly a black hetero man but he seemed to have some queen energy to me <laughs> It was and it was in the new wasn't it in the New York Times? Yeah, article? I think so. Yeah, one of those. Big it's a black, yeah. one of those big newspapers. It was a black professor at Columbia, like mm. a full time tenured professor mm-hmm. who studies something. But he he studies, does, I think, the impact of drugs and like kind of drugs from a sociological perspective and he, how drug you know 
how drugs are and sometimes used by people to fill a need and how potentially if we have a society or a culture that takes care of people in a certain in a better way where they don't need to seek out drugs to fill that gap or fill whatever hole they might have inside that then drug use the addiction that comes with it um may not impact people the same way that was kind of part of his in the gag is he's like a married man with kids and stuff yes and he yes. does heroin recreationally, like daily. But yeah. it, it almost <clears throat> took him out one time. He said it almost took him out one time. Mm-hmm. I remember reading that in the article. He almost had an overdose once, but he gave himself Narcan. Like he, the you know the the prophylact or whatever that's called that helps them come back from an overdose. But girl. the real one we know we well. I'll never do this, girl. Is Miss Math? Ooh, I can't. Yes, yeah. get into it, girl. So. Well, so that's what's really interesting about Miss. So all these black gay professional girls in New York. So all it seems like a lot of the black gay professional New York girls are drug girls. I, I realized that when on this last <laughs> trip last week. But Something the gag was to. the gag is I do have a black gay professional girl in my life who has told me she's dabbled in meth <gasps> at least two or three times. Oh my god! And. And Who it's interesting it? because, well, it's, well I know I can't say no <laughs> names, but it is a girl who may or may no, not. I'm not going to be special... messy. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't <laughs> okay. do it. Keep it going. Oh, okay. Keep never mind. Going, let me, we can't let deal me, okay, with no losses, girl. Okay. We ain't got no money yet. Okay. We ain't made no yeah. money. Bitch. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So no, I'm not. So I'm not going to name names, but it's a girl. Just keep it well, going. No, okay. Keep it going. Anyway, but this girl. Okay, I will say this because I don't want to tell the girl, but this girl just lost her hetero brother. To a drug overdose. Mm. Okay. So ironically, so I think this girl is going to end up like my other drug, you know, original drug friend. I think this girl is going to end up cutting back too, mm. because basically she's an only child now because her older Ooh. brother just died from a drug overdose. So, so sad. Yeah. Just, it just happened too, actually. Um, but I have like that one gay black professional friend who, you know, did dabble in tea a little bit. I know she was a cocaine girl before, but she's never been an addict girl. I think she, I think she was a girl who could actually recreationally use it. I don't think she's ever a girl who's like been, she said she's never even bought drugs herself. She's only like other girls at parties and stuff. She would get it from those type of girls, right? Mm-hmm. Or from Grinder or something like that. But it's interesting because I do see like in Detroit, in even here in Chicago, when I was in New York, I do see a lot of black gay girls on the apps, on Scruff and Grinder, with a capital T in their profile. What's that right? T stand for, girl? Who is that she? T, that, that T stands for Tina, right? Which is like Tita. a street name for uh, for meth and for math, for crystal yes, meth. And yes. so I see the girls with the T, the capital T in their profile. Are they sometimes? Isn't it also like the diamond? Don't they also do the diamond too? Isn't yes, that they too? do the diamond sometimes yes. too. Yeah, they do. Yeah. But I see, I see it a lot. I've seen it in Detroit, Chicago, New York. I've seen it a lot. Of you know, I see and, it in LA. And yeah. And so that's, yeah, that's bring, it's interesting that you bring up LA because it seems like most of those girls I see with that capital T in their profiles. It's a lot. I see more black queens with it than white. I see white queens sometimes with it, but I see more black. Me personally, maybe because I'm in Detroit, but. But I also wonder I, if maybe it, just the white queens aren't as. Pub- I don't know. Who knows? They're not who as knows? they're not as public about. I think because we know. I know public. some white girls who be on the white girls be doing the mismath. And let's just think about the numbers, honey. There's only so many black queens in the world. Yeah, there's only so many black queens. But I think some of the black queens have the capital T in it because maybe they're selling it too. Ooh. Some of the girls I've noticed. Some of the girls I noticed are selling it. They even have kind of hints that they're the they're the girls who are selling it to the white queens maybe but the thing is is most of these girls who have the capital t these black queens online they don't seem like professional girls they seem more like party girls or sex worker girls honestly 
which is fine. But I think that most of the time I haven't seen, none of them ever seem like they're like, you know, any type of Harvard Law girls or like Wharton girls. They seem I think like, you're, even um, like, I think you're extrapolating a bit. I, I know girls who are professional girls and gone to good schools and have done meth. And this meth has fucked up their life. For the no, no for black, white or no, these are white, white girls. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's black, black. I'm talking black. Mm, I'm talking black. Okay. Fuck. I mean, the white queens. They, I, the white queens <laughs> get into that shit for sure, <laughs> for sure. Because I thought, I thought that meth. I thought that was a white queen thing. I didn't even know black queens did meth. Right. Well, how, long did on, you, how long ago did you on, think that? Well, the thing was, is I, I, but I did read a New York Times article and possibly I think a BuzzFeed article some years ago. Yes, that's uh, exactly about, what I was thinking about. About meth use in LA and its mm-hmm. increasing use mm-hmm. in black gay men. It was like this and long really, like really series about like meth use yes. in like the black queer community. And they focused primarily, they said it was, it was becoming an issue in New York, but they said on the West Coast, mm-hmm. it was much bigger and that the black gay men, they even profiled this black gay guy who was like older. He was like in his forties, possibly even early fifties. And he, was like a Yale Law graduate or something crazy. Mm-hmm. He either went to like Harvard Law, Yale Law, something crazy. He was an older Ivy League girl and he had a whole professional like career in like advertising or something. And he like left, he was like a homeless girl now with a mm-hmm. partner and they were both homeless and both mm-hmm. meth users. And he let his whole life go like, he he had like a whole big professional career. He might have been a corporate law girl because he was a. I remember he went to like either Harvard Law or Yale Law, and he I let think, it all go and became a meth girl. I think it's worth girl. saying what makes meth so addictive. I'm sure you probably know more the like the actual like see details or maybe science behind it. But for me, just hearing the anecdotal idea that like a meth girl and maybe this is for some other drugs who people get addicted to as well. But definitely like hearing a meth girl say that like. There's never a time when they don't want it, that even months pass, even years away with that time, that they still could feel that hunger for it that vividly, that hunger for that high. And the fact is, you never get that initial high. It always takes more and more and more. And I think there's other drugs that. Well, that's like a crack. That's like the crack, the old crack shit from back in the day. That's like that old, like how crack used to be. You could never get that first high ever again. Because I think the first high was the best high. I I think a lot of queens would know how meth is, you know, how a lot of girls fall into meth. And, but especially for our listeners who aren't queens, you know, a lot of times meth will appear at parties or gatherings or like sex parties, a grinder hookup. I've heard of friends who have gone to a hookup. Have you seen it? Have you seen Me? it before? Uh, have you seen meth before in person? I've never uh, seen it. Now that I think about it, I don't think so. I was at a party to Hills where there was coke there, and I'm not sure if there was right. meth or not. But well, I don't think, think I've I seen would... coke. Yeah, seen I coke don't many think times. I've seen... yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't think I've seen. Well, you meth and like I, you and I were out in LA one time. It was like a long time ago in LA. It was like ten years ago. We were out mm-hmm. in LA one time, and somehow this white queen, it, she like knew like. She knew somebody we were with, but we didn't know her. It was this white, okay. this local LA queen. And we were all like in our early mid twenties then. So we were oh, like the young days. girls. And this was a young girl too. She was like 22 and, but you were like 22 or 23 also. And then oh, I was like 24. Days. And so it was like, it was, it was over 10 years. It was like 2010, 2011. Mm-hmm. And anyway, like it was, no, maybe I was like 25 and maybe <laughs> you were like 24 and the girl right. was like 23. Anyway. So she, there was a white queen who was just walking around with us from bar to bar in West Hollywood on Santa Monica Boulevard. And the girl, she had like the cruel intentions, you know, from that Sarah Michelle Geller had around her neck where she yeah. could dip that shit. She could open it up. It was a pendant uh-huh. on her chain and she could open it up and it was cocaine in it and she would dip it in her nose. Mm-hmm. That white queen had that same thing. 
right? That white queen had the same thing. And then I saw cocaine in high school. I saw it a bunch of times, like post high, but I saw it as early as high school where I saw somebody, oh, I saw some, like one of the richest queens I know. Oh, she was not mm. even a queen. It's a, it was a hetero white guy. He was, he was doing it on his dashboard in the, um, Love in it. the parking lot at school. He was a super rich white guy. Like his dad mm. was, he's from a rich family already. And then his dad was CEO of like a major company and he was doing that shit on the dashboard. So I saw it early on. Cocaine, but at least for sure. like Queens and math, I think it's like often it'll show up at a sex party and it'll be like used almost as an enhancer. And then it starts off like you're just doing it, you know, at when you're having sex, but then you're so enjoying that feeling and that pleasure that then you do it on other times in your life or you literally just do it in the middle of the day because you still want to feel that high. Well, they say the girls who who I know who've done it, they say that it keeps them hard for a long time during sex. Like they can keep yes. an erection for a long time with meth. That that's yes. one of the main like drivers of it during sex. Like because like you know in the UK they call it like chem sex. Like people mm. like gay guys. The who girl, they call it chem sex here too. <laughs> oh, they call it that. I know yeah. in the UK. Oh, at least in LA. L- yeah, L- Coast, London. Yeah. London is a such a druggy city too. London is like the original druggy city to me. And then I would say London and then LA, then New York, or like some combination, like it's either, I think London is the druggiest city in the world. And then LA or New York is like, like kind of tying for second place. But London is so druggy. Oh my so, God. Maybe so Berlin you, is up there too. So, you know, I don't, there's a um, black gay porn star named Jason Zhu who does a lot, who was formerly, um, had dealt with meth addiction and, or maybe currently still deals with it, but does a lot of like, um, work on like destigmatizing and having those conversations. And I, that's a girl who I also would love to have on the show at some point. But do you know any, do you know any current girls who are dealing with? Well, I don't know any addiction girls. Cause like I told you, that girl I told you about, she said she's done it three times. She doesn't have any urge to do it. Like she's never mm. bought it herself, at least so she says. And she doesn't. Mm do it like in her day she only does it like on in sex she seems like to have never the girl who lost her brother to a drug yes abuse. but i think the thing is so i think and i think she's gonna cut back and maybe stop doing a lot of hard drugs just because yes. like yes. she did lose her brother but i think this is another there's another girl i know who may come on the show and she has a video about that's out mm. and she is also an, an nyc professional girl she's done it at least once or twice and i think one time the video that she did was about the time she tried it on her own, but I think she had done it once non-consensually where it was put inside her mm. possibly by some Ed Bucks tea, some Ed Bucks, some Ed, Ed Buck, like that West Hollywood Ed Buck girl who had those two was girls. Also a big from democratic um, donor. <laughs> yes. Yes. Y'all know that story. Like, and he finally was convicted on the death of one of Ooh. those black gay men. Who there have been, some, oh, there been four or five of those girls before then. Well, it was two who died in his home, but like more who maybe had overdoses who lived or, but he was injecting those black girls with meth. Like he, cause that was part of his, the way he got off is it actually doing the process of injecting a black gay man, Mm. usually maybe a sex worker possibly with meth. And so, Mm. but yet I think this black queen who was based in New York, she had a similar thing where I think she, they were, she was in a sexual moment and I think a guy, may or may not have put meth in her rectum, like, Ooh, without okay. her consent. Yes, I, she and, told me that story. And just in case some girls yeah. don't know, technically your um, rectum can, like, there are people who literally do, like, beer bonds, or you can put drugs yes. to your act because to the lining of your 
um, rectum can absorb things sometimes faster than even going through your mouth. So people will or nose, take, right? Or, yeah, or no, nose, right? Yeah, no, So it's it like goes a way quicker to, get to your bloodstream to yep. your rectum, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's part of the reason why like anal sex is more Dangerous. like risky for HIV and whatnot because it goes straight to your bloodstream. But anyway. Um, so yeah, that's another black gay professional girl who I know dabbled in it, but she was never, I, as far as I know, she's, she's never been addicted to it. I think she tried yeah, it once consensually God. and once not, but that, but there's a commonality between two, those two girls, those black girls who have tried meth before in whatever capacity. I noticed the commonality between those two girls is that those girls historically have had like, they're professional girls, college girls, but they've also had like nebulous, like careers in employment. T. So like, mm. I noticed that's kind of interesting because I, it's just something I noticed about both of those girls. Like, sometimes you don't know where their money comes from. You're like, you can't say, Oh, that girl's a consultant. That girl's a lawyer. Mm. That girl's a banker. That girl's a hedge fund girl. Like, you can't say that about those two girls. You don't know what they're doing at any given time. One of those girls is supposedly back in the professional world now, but she had a long gap. And, like, I think I noticed. So I wonder if, like, those girls maybe were under, they lost certain stigma to meth because they were kind of out of the corporate workforce where mm-hmm. for a little while. And I think I wonder, or, but both of them could have even tried it while they were in corporate. But I don't know. But, like, I think. It's just an interesting thing I noticed about those two girls. They have that in common where they're, where they are professional girls, but they're not necessarily always employed girls or traditionally employed girls. No um, comment. Um. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, I'm just trying to tell, I'm just like, I noticed that those two girls, that wasn't trying to be a shame. One of thing. those girls like, you say you want to have on the show. So I'm not. Yeah. I do want to have her on the show, okay. but she'll be, admit, she'll admit she got out of corporate. She's out of that. Yeah. Yeah. She's out of that life. She'll talk. I'm not shading her or anything, but it, the gag is so, so like, um, but I think so. Yeah, those girls, and I don't think one that girl who I want to have on the show. I think she would never do meth again. But I will let her speak for herself when she comes okay. on. Okay. And then the, but I just know I'm going to admit too, and this is like one of my final points because I know we yeah. want to wrap this no, show up. No, I was right? more just but like, I think, I, yeah, I wanted to hear because obviously this was a topic that you wanted. This was one of your topics, but. Obviously, you have a lot yeah. of feelings about it, so just go ahead. And you Please. said you you wanted to have a lot of no comment on this because you you might you don't want to talk about the girls like a dog or whatever. And I <laughs> I think we're not talking about the I girls like I, a dog. I think I was more yeah, no ahead. comment about the girls not knowing where their money cuts were because that could be come from a lot of different ways. Like I I truly don't know. Uh, I've yeah, been curious we as well in terms of the drug tea. Just before because my I don't think I have a lot of feel. I think. Um, yeah, I well, even before have... this episode, you were like, you you were gonna reserve comment on like you were gonna reserve comment in this episode a lot for whatever reason you said that. Um, I think it's I think well since we're focusing on the hard drugs, I think I have more comment. The soft drugs, like especially the weed and marijuana, I think that's yeah. something that I probably am still navigating because I do have quite a few friends who do partake in that and they do it to deal with their anxiety and. Yeah, and it's that's also, such a different thing. Know. Like marijuana is really not in this category. Like uh, for sure, thing. for sure. But it's like for a lot, and then we could also, you know, for a lot of in drugs, you can you can you know think about things like cough. Like for a lot of things, sometimes people go to those things to gain something to help them manage something. But I've also just found it interesting that sometimes the people who go to like weed, for example, sometimes 
then also still have anxiety or still it almost sometimes enhances it and i'm like isn't that the point is that supposed to help it but topic for another day on the hard drugs yeah i don't miss meth definitely will never i think i probably will try cocaine maybe one time no no girl let's <laughs> let's just let's be non-drug girls let's let's commit to being non-drug girls let's just i'll let you know it. We've we've been we've been non drug girls all this time. We're in our mid freaking thirties. Yeah, that's true. We can stay non drug girls. Like let's. I mean, I let think me I have. The pers- yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, know, I, was, well, I, I think I, I have, just know. You think you have what? I think I have tried Molly or X. Oh, I don't even know. You have. But I think it's like I didn't. I think it. I didn't feel anything. And I consider I that a I hard drug. I think yeah, there's only sure. two soft. I think there's only two soft drugs. I think there are only two Which soft drugs. Which is what we. The two and... soft drugs are marijuana and mushrooms because those are the two that can't kill Interesting. you. Interesting. Does LSD I think everything count else is, Where does LSD fall? L- LSD, Molly, and all that because you can overdose on those things. Mm-hmm. You can overdose. Mm-hmm. You can. People have died from ecstasy slash Molly. People. I believe I don't know if people died from LSD. That's the one I don't quite know, but I know it's mm. similar to. But Molly, yeah, in particular the its old name, Ecstasy. Ecstasy. People have definitely. I remember back in the nineties yes. when I was a kid yes. watching on Dateline, and people were dying from ecstasy. Yeah. So like, I consider ecstasy, cocaine, uh, GHB, Special mm. K, meth, heroin, and whatever other drugs that are not marijuana and mushrooms to be hard drugs now Mm -hmm. i have done mushrooms i will talk about that on a soft drugs episode i've done it one time but i'm we're gonna have a soft drug episode we're gonna have a marijuana soft drugs episode but i'm not a marijuana girl though but um (laughs) i don't like marijuana but i think that but why okay so i'm gonna admit something i have a lot of stigma around drugs and particularly hard drugs i do and i and the thing is is like because i just remember my grandfather you know, I think I've said this on an episode before. He, who really, he really helped raise me a lot. I was around him all the time. He was a just say no girl. Would like he used that Nancy Reagan campaign girl, and he was beat that into my head because we had two crackheads in my extended family, including mm. my grandfather's daughter had married a crackhead, and then um, there was one. I think his other nephew, my grandfather's other, his sister's son was a crackhead too. So I think like. And then in Detroit, like, we lived, like, we, my grandfather, like, had this, like, big house in a major dish, you know, this, this kind of, like, mini mansion in a, in a historic district in Detroit, and, like, a crackhead broke into my grandfather's house in the 80s, like, I couldn't play, like, when I was over my grandparents' house, I couldn't even play outside of the gated area, like, in the front, ride my little tricycle in the front, because they were scared of what a crackhead would do like mm-hmm. in fact to the point where like my mom got knocked and, and pistol whipped in the head in front of my grandparents house by a motherfucking crackhead wow. so like i have stigma about hard drugs i don't fuck with hard drugs and i and my grandfather always said if you hit the pipe once you're you're a crackhead mm-hmm. and i i always took that to heart like i will never do hard drugs i will never do cocaine molly special k ecstasy none of it because Mm. if you hit the pipe once you're a crackhead i'd always been taught that and i know that's not right terminology but that you know that is always stuck with me i really truly believe that but i do say i want to start judging the girls less on their hard hard drug (laughs) use okay yeah, because I think I do feel like if you hit the pipe once, you're crazy. That's some, I I'm do, just saying I, that's some hard judgment, girl. So go ahead. How are you going to start judging them less? Go ahead. But I will say this: I think that 
I think that, and I know you know you know that I've called you, a girl. For, for someone who is saying they're such a hard say no girl, you have an awful lot of people around you that are say yes girls. Yes. And do you well, give I, them any I didn't, of that feedback I didn't that know you're giving the girls? You know what? These girls are telling me this in more recent years. When we were, when I was around these girls, girl, I'm more in person. I would say maybe on that because I definitely have no. known some of these girls have partaken in some things before recent. Well, listen, years. when I was when I was on the East Coast, when I was living in the East Coast in my early and mid twenties, these girls never did these hard drugs around me. These girls never did these hard drugs around me. But okay. like, all right. I'll but give what you I'm that. realizing now is there's literally only four queen black queens in my circle who are not hard drug girls it's you me contessa is not a hard drug girl and miss mj harris and us four girls are the only girls i know now in my close circle i'm sure there might be more but in my close who are not hard drug girls everybody all the other black queens i know who are in my circle seem like they might be hard drug girls maybe put all the information out there girl yeah but girl i say i will say this last thing i think please one piece of advice i want to give the hard drug girls because i'm trying to be (laughs) destigmatize my own like feelings about hard drugs Uh because i i've been brainwashed by my grandfather never to let touch a hard drug in my life i will say this i just want all the girls to be safe and not overdo it but the other thing is i want them to buy those fentanyl test strips Mm. and start testing their hard drugs every time Mm. they use it buy them off amazon or wherever else i was telling the girls in new york this i told at least three of these girls out of the five how many was it It was five black hard drug girls i interacted with in new york city last weekend or the weekend was that yeah not this past weekend but the weekend before i I interacted with five hard drug girls black hard and i told at least three of them please buy fentanyl test strips please start testing your drugs because that that shit is laced Especially in New York, I'm hearing, cause in, in nationwide, but especially on the East Coast, because honestly, my friend who I was talking about whose brother died from, you know, it was, it was fentanyl laced drugs that he died from. It That's was what took that, out Michael was, K. Williams, isn't it? Yes. Yes, it is. And the thing is, is all that Chinese fentanyl is coming over to this country. It's another plague from China coming yeah. over. And it's like, nobody's really talking about it much, but China's manufacturing something like 70 to 80% of the fentanyl. So they're really, a, you know, China can be a scourge on the world in a lot of ways. I will, I, I gotta say <sighs> that. We're gonna table that, that for another time. Where, yeah, what, is the, yeah. what is the fentanyl? What is, is it's supposed to, it's like it, it can, but it, it's supposed to make the girls more addicted. Like when you sprinkle fentanyl like, oh, no, on I, your hair, on, on the heroin, all the, on the cocaine or whatever, it's supposed to make it more, but it's like something about it, people's bodies, can't process it or inaccurate and some sometimes it just makes the girls overdose like that even for a little like cops have overdosed on fentanyl just from touching it and oh, handling wow. it when doing a drug bust, bust and they touch fentanyl and they have a fucking drug overdose mm-hmm. on the ground just Ooh. from touching that shit because fentanyl is so fucking poison it's synthetic it's like synthetic out of you know mostly out of china but it comes from other places too and i think that you know, and a lot of this shit is even your coke. Even they're saying they're even lacing marijuana with fentanyl now. Yes. So the girls, yes, the girls definitely. need to switch to dispensary marijuana. No more yes. street marijuana. No more street drugs. Period. You know, or if you do street drugs, fentanyl test strips on mm-hmm. every every time you take a drug, you need to use a fentanyl test strip. Ooh. Please, girls, I'm begging you, please. Well, you got to that word a little early, girl. I love it. It's a good one um, mm-hmm. because as you found out, um, more girls than you know of all yes. of those Ivy League class girls, yes, but girls of all types get involved yes. with some things. So yes. be careful out there, yes. girls, truly. Um, 
Oh, you have a lot to say about this, sis. I'm not mad at it, though. Yeah. I need to destigmatize. This is like, you know what girls, like, you know you're problematic. Like, you know how you know. I'm a problematic girl when it comes to hard drugs. I I, I judge the girls on it. I know I need to, like, I'm trying to, like, give more positive feedback advice. Like, because the girls are going to use the drugs. Even if I say, please stop using that. Please don't do that anymore. Please. That's some bullshit. These girls are not going to stop. So as long as they use the fentanyl test strips, that's one way they can stay safe even while partaking and that makes me feel more comfortable to know my main girls some of my main girls are not going to be laid out dead from a drug overdose because they didn't get narcan quick enough or they didn't get you know like and you know because i would die like i would be devastated if it like my close girl who was the original drug girl i was telling you about if she something happened to her or even the girls like you know i'm friends with through fish some of them i've gotten closer to over time and i've known those girls at least one of the girls a long time and it was like even the new girls i met are are beat girls i would feel so terrible if any of them overdose especially accidentally you know like it would just it would be devastating and i i just so that's just that's my word fentanyl test strips please get them um so with me I don't have any better worth than that. Um, I just wanted to do, before we wrap up, do a quick two snaps. Um, one of my rare moments to be able to lift y'all up and give some light and love. I wanted to say two snaps to an early supporter, a longtime member of the congregation, um, Antoine, who just got engaged this weekend to his longtime yes. boyfriend of several years. Um, yes. I was there for the event. It was beautiful. I did not cry. I did get a little teary eyed, but it was very sweet. Um, his boyfriend organized a whole surprise event with a lot of his close friends. Um, and just, I think what I love about their at the relationship- cantina girl at the Fiesta cantina, you told me girl. The- yes. Was yes. It on the it was Hall- I wasn't trying to get too specific, but thanks girl. Oh, yeah. Okay, and, um, okay. yeah, West yeah. Hollywood. Uh, yes. Um, you and know, there were I, other I love plans. The, I love the but- cantina girl. I love the cantina. Yeah. You like the margaritas? <laughs> yeah. I like the margaritas. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was, there are reasons behind that, but it's a bit more personal. So I'm not going to say it on the show. Yeah. Um, but there is, it is a personal significance to them. And there were also other plans, but also, you know, we're living in the plague and it's also just nice for them to just still find that time to be able to um um cement their love for one another um and also just love specifically that neither at least um one was kind of surprised to find and it just gives me a little hope out there because you know i'm always on the lookout for my husband bitch um so with that congratulations again look forward to our special episode at their wedding alive Yeah, um, that'll be beat. But yes, congratulations. I want to meet that girl because I want to invite to their wedding. But let's, I'll, I'll okay, yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll I need to meet that, that girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll happen. I like that. I like that girl. Um, not, um, I haven't met her yet. I really like that girl. Yeah, you know? she's very sweet. In her white, her. in her white fiance. I like her. Okay, too. all right. That's our show. Follow us on social media at Two Save Queens. That's IG. That's Twitter. That's Facebook. Um, make sure to hit the little notification bell so you don't miss any of our thirst traps. And also now that we're doing instead of full episodes, clips of the show. Um, and we're getting close to a thousand followers. And we're, we're recording it. this on National Coming Out Day too, FYI. We're yes, recording this on, yes. so happy National Coming Out Day to the girls and the new girls and stuff. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Always be the coming baby out. gays and all that. I love it. You know, we come out. Those Gen Z girls, those Gen Z girls who come out at 14 and shit. I love it. (laughs) Jealous of those girls having those little high, truly having a full high school boyfriend living that life. Oh, that was a dream. I love Um, it. But we always be coming out, even as old queens. Anytime we're in a new space, sometimes. And and happy coming out to those, you know, 
those um boomers uh-huh. and stuff who come out at 54 and all that i like yes. those you know i mess with some of those girls so you know, oh i know I like you that. do oh, yeah yeah you recently yeah. actually <laughs> Yeah. I hope you'll stay safe, healthy, and saved out there. And truly, I'd be Deborah. You could add a little bit if you want, but I think you already gave a good word about the girls gave taking a care word. of themselves. Yes. So yes. please get those fentanyl Bible. strips. Bible girls. Bible. So, yeah. Take care, girls. See you next week. Bye. See you next week.